Welcome to the Share Chair Podcast, where we tell each other stories and learn from listening. It's not important. I think it still is because it's your basis and everything yeah. would fall apart. Yeah. You need it. I mean, it's the basis on which you can build it and which you can use your skills mm-hmm. on, I think. Mm-hmm. So I'm not one of those teachers who say, okay, knowledge is not important at all and we just focus on skills. Yeah. Um, but I think you need both. Yeah. Yeah. So let's not get too far without a proper yes. introduction. <laughs> <laughs> so Ava, welcome to the Share Chair podcast. And you're going to be, uh, we're going to start this by whether it makes the podcast or not by me loading you up with compliments. So, Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so Ava's been, you, uh, you, you've really been, uh, Listen, I'm leaving soon, so this is like, yeah, you're also catching me at this uh, moment of of uh, deep reflection and thankfulness and all that. But you've really been a core for me here, and I oh, and I appreciate it. I'm so delighted to have uh, found you and to um, to have watched you work and to have been in your classroom several times. And I think your story's quite interesting, so that's what I want to get into, but mostly just uh, to start the conversation, thank you for uh, welcoming me and being open to new ideas and, um, and new people. First of all, I think I find your story um, quite interesting. You did not start in no. education. No. So <laughs> you started in the business world. Yes. So... Uh, yeah, you started in project management. Yes. Well, actually, not in project or, okay. management. It's, uh, I was a policy worker first at the University right. of Amsterdam. I started at the University of Amsterdam, which is basically a coincidence because I really was lost what to do after I finished my education. Um, and then a friend sent me a vacancy and I was reading it and I was like, oh, probably could do that, probably could do that think I might be able to do that as well. So I responded to the ad and, and amazingly enough, they chose me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a very, very interesting world to uh, no, to uh, to be in for a while. Mm-hmm. But one of the things I did not really like, I said, is, like I said, is you have to deal with a very lot of negative energy all the time. Yeah. Then I became a project manager um, of actually um, educational traineeship. So it tries to mo- motivate people who had a university degree Yes. to become teachers because unfortunately in the Netherlands it has not been such a popular job okay. for the last few years. Yeah, and that, okay, we, we'll get back to your own trajectory yeah. soon, but why Why is there, I, I mean, I've heard this the whole time I've been here, that yeah. there's this shortage, there's yeah. this shortage. What do you think set play there? What are some of those drawbacks to the... Uh, to the profession? Yeah. Uh, well, I think it's more the um, kind of... The branding, <laughs> maybe okay. even the actual job, is I think uh, a lot of people think it's kind of a tough job mm-hmm. uh, because of course you're dealing with teenagers <laughs> and not everyone <laughs> is passionate about that, and the status of the job is somehow has diminished mm. in the past few years. Let's get back into your own sort of journey then. So then you go into uh, project management to draw people into education, yes. <laughs> and then from there to. It's a teaching uh, program. No, not, no, there's something not, else. Yes, okay, yeah. Two other things. Uh-huh. No, I moved on to another university um, from that program to design um, 
a teacher kind of teacher training for teachers who are already in a profession. So professionalization. Yeah, professional development. Professional yeah, development. Sure. For mm -hmm. teachers. And and yeah, kind of yeah. So you found uh, professional development opportunities for teachers or created yeah. them. Yeah, or, created yeah. them really yeah. from the university that I was working at. So I was working at the University of Nijmegen, okay. and they want they um, wanted to develop a program for teachers. Mm -hmm. um, so I think I kind of got into this very, the luxury of having kind of a quarter life crisis. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that is a luxury. It's a luxury. It's a luxury, yeah. Um, Instead of, uh, yeah, getting halfway through it and then going like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and also uh, it means that you've got the basis right. Yeah. If you have the time and the energy to actually have that crisis, yeah, yeah, so yeah, it's a it really is a luxury. Yeah, in a way, it's interesting. You've been you've been working in in education though. Yes, really, your whole yeah, yeah, my it, whole career, your whole career. I have been, but which then, is interesting. but then something <laughs> to teaching itself. Yeah, yeah. I think it's um, the thing is that once I was graduated, I actually said the words, and that that has made me wary of this particular word. I said, I never become a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> never become a teacher. One thing I will never do is become a teacher, and I had to think of that James Bond movie, Never Say Never Again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Uh -huh. So I never say never, never again. Say, yeah, good. <laughs> um, but I, I really didn't want to become a teacher. I think I was kind of insecure, uh, to be quite honest about myself, because mm -hmm. I knew I have a family, and a um, lot, lot of my family um, are teachers, actually. Okay. And I knew you kind of have to be a strong person, I think to become a teacher and be, you know, certain of who you are and what mm -hmm. you can do. And I think I didn't really feel that at that okay. point. Okay. Where did you see the teaching profession as honorable? The change from, I've graduated and I'll never be a teacher, <laughs> yeah. to, whoa, teaching's an honorable profession. I mean, in how many years was, how many, what, between? Uh, I think in about nine or ten years. Okay. Yeah. Between never to, yeah. it's honorable. And so, Yeah. Uh, well, I think I had have had the honor in uh, most of my jobs to meet a lot of teachers yeah. and to um, go to schools with them and to see how their days, uh, well, usually go. And what really struck me is that these are very often so very creative people and they're so immensely driven. Um, and they're very good, of course, you have to be with other people. Yeah. But what kind of struck me, I think, um, I really saw what a difference a teacher, and this is so cliche, I know, <laughs> but some cliches need to be said. Yeah, for sure. Very often, because they're just, they're true. But I really do think that teachers can make a difference to students. And it might be just one or two students in the class that you have a real impact on, but it is a real impact. Mm-hmm. And I think we all have teachers that we remember, mm -hmm. either in a very positive or in a very negative yeah, way. Yeah, sure. And I thought, okay, if I'm looking for a profession where I feel that you really, you know, you, you, if it's not there, it would be kind of disastrous. Mm -hmm. It would be the profession mm -hmm. of teaching. Mm -hmm. Also, of course, because what you learn at school is kind of, it's not the only thing that you take with you in your adult life. But yeah. I think it is quite of a large part of that. It, yeah. form, it forms a kind of a basis, part of your basis for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. You said the word uh, empty about some of yeah. their prior jobs. Um, well, maybe we should get something really clear. You're, you're just starting the teaching yeah. profession. <laughs> yeah, this is year one. one. This <laughs> yeah. is year one in the classroom yes. with, with students, right? And so 
have you ex- been filled up? Yes, definitely. I think from the first day onwards. Great. Yeah. It's not a very big, big or grand thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's more all the little stuff that happens every day. I think that's that's what makes it so worthwhile. Um, and that can be a student who is really kind of sulking and not really wanting to take part in your class but then you know when you're doing a Shakespearean insults game you kind of <laughs> see him light up yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, he, and he can't <laughs> resist to actually take part um, or a student that has to laugh at your jokes you know because um, yeah it's, it's kind of nice to see them have their moment of the day that's actually that's a good moment for them uh, students who eventually um, opened up to me that they had a problem maybe at home uh, yeah. that they wanted to share with me. Yeah. Um, students who didn't get something and then you see, and this I think this is the typical moment that every teacher loves, that they suddenly get it. Yeah. And you see that they get it. Yeah. This light bulb moment. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and you're like, yes, yes yeah. you finally got it. Great, good job. Um, so it's really, I think the students, um, they are so... Um, direct in how they react to you. I mean, this, they just, um, there is no kind of political mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. layer there. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that directness and seeing, and sometimes that's of course very hard because they also mirror <laughs> when you're frustrated, yep. when it's hard, but you know, when it's, when it's uh, good, that you also get that very directly. Um, and I really can see that for some of these kids, I can really make a difference in their day. Maybe not in their lives, yeah. but maybe just in that particular day. Yeah. And if you remember being a student... Yeah. <laughs> it's been a while, but yes. <laughs> well, I think sometimes one of those moments that could be just a minute, it, just, it could make your day yeah. as well. Uh, and I think that is... And it's, it's hard to explain... Uh, what makes it? I think it are all these tiny, tiny little things. Yeah. That for me make it worthwhile. I don't know if you noticed, but I surely did when I asked you what filled you up. Every statement started with the students, yes. the students, the students, the students. <laughs> you so, should not go into teaching if you don't like students. Yeah. I have to say that I, I love the creativity that yeah. you can put into your work as well, because that's one of the things. It's I was also creative as a project manager, but in a different way. That's more about how you can um, connect certain ideas or certain people or shape a type of project. But here I can really be creative cool. I mean, in the lessons that I make. Um, it's so nice about, to think about the different ways that you can do things about my motivated students and what I like myself. Yeah, yeah <laughs> of course, of course. All the passion and all the love for education is abundantly clear. But how about you? individually what are your own like what are you doing this summer to fill yourself so that then you can give yourself to your students so how does that uh, look yeah which is by the way very important Mm -hmm. i already noticed because if you are stressful when in front of a group that's worse than not having prepared your lesson Mm -hmm. i tend to find (laughs) Mm -hmm. um the book that actually has made a lot of difference i think Kind of was this is one of those books that sometimes they come at the right moment. You yeah. Know, you read them at the same time and they kind of speak to you in a way. It's very uh, yeah. interesting. It sounds very okay, but and I had that with interesting enough with um, Steinbeck's The East of Eden. Oh my god, I love that. Oh my god, yes. It's okay. <laughs> it's an amazing, <laughs> it's an amazing book. book. Yeah. And I think there were two things that kind of really oh. hit home because this was at 
the turning point when I tried to make up my mind if I should be a teacher or not. And basically it's two things. One thing that he says, if I, if I remember correctly, is that no one works for money, but really what it stands for. So it's either uh, being recognized for who you are, or luxury, or yeah. status, but no one works just for hard coins. That's yes. what you work for. And the other thing was about perfection. Um, because one of the things he says, which is also interesting, he says, um, now you don't have to be perfect, you can be good. <laughs> What's a piece of advice that you have for people um, listening to your story? Um, um, well, it might actually, well, it ties in maybe with the Stein micro, but it's somewhat, it's what someone said to me uh, a while back, so I'm just going to. Uh, give on the message, you know. Yeah. I mean? And she said to me, "Okay, you need to to do what you love, but also love what you do." Um, I think it's really important if you want to have kind of a rich life, and I don't mean money rich, but <laughs> rich rich experiences that you do things that um, kind of fulfill you, yeah. that mean something to you personally. But you also have these days that are just hard. You know, they are tough. I have days at school that I. Sometimes I, I can feel like crying as a as a new starting teacher, mm -hmm. but then I have to love that I I'm doing that at that particular moment because that enables me to do what I love mm -hmm. eventually, mm -hmm. and that's what we were talking about. With you are not failing, you're learning, and sometimes that's tough, but you have to kind of love that too. Mm -hmm. So that would be my advice: do what you love, but also love what you do when it gets difficult. Amen. Yeah. Thank you, uh, Ava. Um, well, yeah, you're terrific, and uh, I'm happy to know you. Oh, thank you again. Right back at you, David. <laughs> thanks. Uh, <laughs> thanks for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me.